Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. Hello and welcome to AB Cinema. I'm your host Bailey and today is October 12th, Wednesday, October 12th. And today we got the mid-season episode premiere for Andor, which was the sixth episode in the series, which means we are halfway through Andor. And so for most people at this point, they're either deciding that they're staying with the show or they're going to continue with it. I just want to give you my quick rundown, my thoughts, my initial reaction to this episode, and what I feel like this show is so far. And so I'll just kick it off with what we got in this episode was probably one of the most beautiful CGI shots in any of Star Wars with the celestial meteor shower. It's like if they took the going in hyperspeed and magnified that by a couple hundred and it 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 was just absolutely gorgeous. I think it was probably like like I said the most beautiful scene in any of Star Wars that we've gotten. Um I I think it it's just it just goes to show what a lot of time and effort and love that this this crew and this director and writer and the CGI team have put into this. And I I think that it just really shows. And I I really hope that the rest of the show lives up to this because this was a phenomenal episode. We got the conclusion of the heist story, and I think that it was great that it took over three episodes because we got the tension built up from the beginning of when Andor was placed with with this team with Miro and her team, and I think that it was a great a great send-off for this storyline, a great conclusion for it. And I have to say, it was a really interesting arc. Out of the two arcs we've gotten, this one has been my favorite. Um, Like I said, the CGI was incredible, and it was really cool because we got to see this native tribe called the Donnies watching the stars as if they were a sign from heaven. And we know that they... They were wanting the Empire to leave, and they really don't care about the Empire being there because the Empire is in their sacred valley, which is where these the celestial meteor shower comes. I don't know if they said how 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 often this occurs, but I think that it was a time for this people to pray and to worship their their deity and and it was really cool to see that in star wars um i will say it was a little weird that there were no aliens in this episode at all and um no no aliens at all but regardless of that i think it was still a great episode and it delivered on what it was what it was sending to the audience um i think it really did it did a really good job at that Um, I I mentioned earlier that this episode had a lot of tension with this being a heist episode, and that it had a really great payoff. 
And I think that the cool thing about this storyline with the heist is that it didn't end with the heist finishing, with them getting off the planet and escaping the TIE Fighters, which was also a nice addition to to this action scene and this really high high level of stress. I, I think it did a really good job at, at just delivering on that um, after they took the money and ran. And I think that, that that was cool. It was brilliant that they did that. It was a little twist at the very end, and it showed Andor and his character to the audience a little bit better. We got to see more of his colors and more of his personality and what he feels about the rebellion. Because there was a moment where Arvel Skeen was plotting to take the money and run with Andor and wanted to split the whole entire payroll with him right down the middle. And it was, it was really cool to see that kind of twist in the Star Wars universe. I really appreciated that. And it was, it was kind of a fun nod to, to movies that have those kind of twists. And so it was, it was, it was a fun moment. And all of this was going down while Miro was tending to Nemec as he was being operated on. And I have to say, it seems like almost everyone in this episode, or at least everyone on on Miro's team had passed away except for Miro, Kaz, and Andor. And it's because there was the backstabbing, the twists and the turns, and then just casualties in battle. And so it was it was cool to see the stakes in the show and to not have them just play it safe and have every single person live. It I feel like this is the kind of story that we should have gotten in Solo a Star Wars story, but we didn't. And so this is a great redemption for Star Wars and, and giving us a heist movie that was actually good. Or a heist series. Um, another thing I wanted to point out that was really cool was the perspective of the Empire. And I think that this is a very much what this show is delivering to us. Is the difference between good and evil and the blurred lines that people within those factions see. And we really got to see that in the parallel of this week's episode with, with um, Jay Hold's family, and in last week's episode with Mon, Mon Mothma's family. And it was just really cool to see the different perspectives and fascinating to me to get a glimpse into what these characters think. It's a character study on the Empire and the Rebellion, and seeing that not everybody in the Rebellion is good, and not everybody in the the Empire sees what they're doing is bad. And so it's it's really blurring the lines between what's good and bad in this show. And I think that it's really unique, even though we already know what the good and bad are. It's it's just interesting to see it from the perspective of the rebellion and the empire and the confliction that these families are dealing with. Also, I like the joke from J Hold's wife, um I think I think her name is Ramona, and her saying that the that J Hold was expanding, it was it was just a unique, a unique joke. It was just kind of poking fun at him, and and it was it was great to to see the humor in that. And I feel like this episode really captured the intensity and tension that movies like this arc are based off of, like movies like Inception or even 
Rogue One was a heist movie, if you really think about it, and I think that this was a really great homage to that tension and how stories build up that tension, and this, the payoff was very well deserved. I think this is probably one of the best episodes from Andor so far, and I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I think that that the three episode arcs are really good for short form storytelling and i think that this is going to be the saving grace of star wars as far as the grittiness of star wars goes and so i'll explain that a little bit later but first i want to say that these three episode arcs are probably going to give us a glimpse into what to expect in the next season of andor because we've heard that they want this show to lead up right into the events of Rogue One, and so ending where Andor goes to meet with that that spy. And so it's, it's really unique and really fun that they're doing that, but at the same time, we are going to be getting a time jump. And so I think this is the perfect opportunity for them to really plan out their story and to deliver four great three-episode arcs leading up to, into the events of Rogue One and having it tie in even more seamlessly and delivering a full story that's a couple hours long. I think this is... they've Tony Gilroy has done a great job with this show, and I really love what he's done. And this this leads me into my hot take. I think this may be some of the best Star Wars we've gotten since Disney bought Lucasfilm. And I think that Rogue One really gave us a glimpse of that and Tony Gilroy with his work on that movie as well as his work on on Andor has really made me feel like Tony Gilroy, John Favreau and Dave Filoni should be the ones at the helm of Lucasfilm and their productions with Star Wars. I think that Tony Gilroy can offer the grittiness and the street level events within Star Wars and John Favreau should be helming the live action front and Dave Filoni advising on the live action front as well as spearheading the animation department. I think that these are the three different categories that Lucasfilm really needs because Tony Gilroy, the cool thing about what he's doing is for kids who grew up with Star Wars when it first came out, they're they're able to watch Star Wars and feel like this is something that feels like it belongs in that universe, but it is darker than what we got in the Star Wars movies. It is more grown up. It's not it's not the force and everybody's has force powers and can float rocks and jump mountains and climb death stars and, and shoot lasers into death stars. It's not any of that hope wins it's it's there's darkness in this world and i think that tony gilroy has grown up with star wars and has showed audiences what grown-up star wars is like and i think that's very unique and something that star wars needs um to keep its adult audience john favreau has done a great job at delivering the balance between that grown-up and that mystic element that we are so used to with the original Star Wars Skywalker saga. And so I'm very hopeful that Jon Favreau can manage to tone back or to throttle back the Mandalorian so it's not some grand storyline. 
and it's a little bit small scale because this is what Star Wars needs. It doesn't need. We already have this great, beautiful storyline for six movies and a mediocre one for three. And I think that it's a great way to continue this franchise where it doesn't feel like it has a clear purpose or a clear direction. And so I hope that these three people will continue staying on with Star Wars and help Kathleen Kennedy or whoever the next Lucasfilm president is after her contract is up. I hope that they all really help command the ship and deliver the audiences something that's worthwhile. And hopefully the future of Star Wars looks bright. That rounds up my review today. My final grade on this episode is an A. And I hope that this next half of the season delivers an equally epic conclusion to the first season of Andor. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Letterboxd. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast and keep downloading our episodes. Thank you all for tuning in. And as always, keep watching movies.